After the horses were rested and they'd eaten a cold meal, Thomas said for her ears only, You ride in front so you can rest your inner thighs. They will be busy clamping around me soon. I believe I've finally created a want in you to match my own wife. Damn the man. I shall never kiss you nor even beg you to bed me again. He snorted, turned, and she followed. Later, legs together and cradled within one of his arms, she enjoyed the deep forest as never before. Only the bravest of flowers poked their heads through the leaves below. Mayhap they feared that winter hadn't yet truly gone. Here, in the dark shadows of the thick foliage, how would they know? Every so often a stag would stare like a statue, and she'd laugh, so unlike the sheep who panicked and ran around in circles. The man was merciless the rest of the day, kissing her head, caressing her ass, and being all kinds of sweet and attentive. He pointed out castles and priories that loomed atop high hills. They nodded to peasants with wagons of wares when the forest opened up to field. She held her eyes wide and unblinking for fear of missing something. Her body tingled, not just from his constant touch and smell, but from the abundance of life around her. Without thinking, she broke into a troubadour's song she'd heard recently. Thomas smiled, and his low voice joined in. Soon they were all singing, and the afternoon went by quickly, verse after verse. Of course she remembered all the words which astonished the men. That evening they took some blessed time to rest the horses— A small boar turned upon a spit above a hot, roaring fire. The dozen knights gathered around it with gruff conversations and laughter. She'd wanted to help with preparations of the meal, but Thomas's men seemed to have a method that didn't include her, so finally she gave up and settled on a small log. He approached with a steaming plate of meat. "'I brought you pig and roasted roots.' After she greedily devoured the sup, he ran back to the fire and returned with an unleavened biscuit soaked in the fat drippings and mead. She swallowed and licked the bowl in a most unladylike fashion. My belly thanks thee. He laid out a fur and lay upon his back. He pulled her atop of him until they were nose to nose and his mail cut into her. He studied her lips with dark eyes as his lips brushed over hers, tasting of their meal. Tonight I call a truce. You may kiss me freely without losing your freedom. His calloused palms caressed her cheek, one leg wrapped around her, and his mouth covered hers, nibbling and playing. When his tongue asked for entrance at her teeth, she opened her mouth, and he moaned. The noise hit her soul like an arrow, and her lips between her legs tingled. Taking the lead in the battle, she thrust her tongue into his mouth. Perhaps it was time to live in the present, before it, too, became a haunting memory of missed opportunities. Despite all her efforts, the intimacies brought forth the memory of that fateful night. How kissing had led to more kissing, then he'd lifted her tunic and lay her down on the warm floors of the bathhouse in late summer.